the star, the star, the star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven in the pants, seven in the pants. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the kings on the this is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seas, they taking no shorts. So hot the depth. Oh, yes, these are the sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. Biz market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever force ever. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season to keep the start five. Start five. We going in on three. Run the baseline, start five. Get we got what you we need. What you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. Got what you yeah. need. We going in on three. Run the baseline. Line, start five, get it. We got what you we need. What you need. And y'all know me, seven sign. I'm the hellest cat stick. I got what you need. 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 Each and every week, we claim we got what y'all need. This week, we're giving y'all more of our point of view than what we may think you need. This is going to be a show where you're just going to hear us. This your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa. And we back with the newest episode of the starting five. As always, we need y'all to hit the link tree that I'm going to have to eventually show in the comments. But as TJ's pointing right up in that top corner. Oh, <laughs> <Hey, yo. laughs> well, we wasn't pointing at you, Cuzzo. We'll oh. get to you in a second, TJ. Oh. You know what to do. Oh, what's up, y'all? Uh, as recently stated, feeling fresh as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Feeling good, vibes is good. Good weekend, even though the weather is a little bit shitty out here. I'm in good spirits, a lot of good things, positivity going on. Hope you're having a great week. Great weekend. Uh, big things happening this weekend in sports. You got the playoffs. You got boxing. A lot of shit popping off. And um, hope you all enjoying yourselves. Yeah, word up. Because you came into some a deep, deep topic today that we're going to give some points of views on. But first and foremost, let me shout you out. This is one of my younger cousins. More like second cousins, but like really younger I give I could give you his government, but I'm gonna just go by what he goes by on the end of regulation podcast, which I need <laughs> all of y'all to go support the end of regulation podcast. These fucking dudes, yo, I tell you, they get, and it's not because it's family, but these cats get at least two to three listens each episode per week from me because their chemistry is dope, absolutely fucking funny. You could tell their highest shit when they're making their comments. <laughs> the, the, homie, the, homie, the homie low will command the show and be like, yo, check it out, check it out. Make everybody stop talking. Get his points out. 
and then my cuz right here makes the dad joke that ruins it all. It's Shake <laughs> from the every from <laughs> from the end of regulation. What's good, kid? Yo, I'm a dad now. Gotta get my jokes in where I can. Facts. <laughs> What's good, man? But tell I, I gave a little brief, but tell the people who you are and what your thing oh. is about, man. Damn, yo. All right, so real talk. I'm going to keep it as honest as possible. My cousin didn't tell me this is what was happening. I got late. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Nah, so it's my my bad because you didn't make it clear to me if you wanted to be on or, yo, or thought, watch the show. I thought I was watching you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you watching now. You are watching now, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So you backstage. I was like, oh, that's fire. Boom. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> But 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 I did tell you I did tell you though as we talk every week to everybody anybody and everybody is welcome to come on the platform at any time. So my bad for the sneak attack. I should have. I'm here with it though. I'm here with it though. All right, let's go. Well, let the people know who you are. Everybody listening. Everybody calls me Shake. Uh, he knows me by Tyler. I'm not giving y'all the other the other half. I'm one. It's like eight of us now, not. But I am one third of the co-host collective of uh, End End of Regulation podcast. Um, you can find us on all streaming platforms at End of Regulation with a zero, not a O, on Twitter. Um, and uh, you know that's really it. I'm a newer podcaster. We're just kind of started about a year ago. Podcast was, you know, in the works of being created for about two years. Uh, I'm a chef by trade. And I'm that man's cousin, so you already know how that goes. Where, where we talk, yeah, definitely at least two years of building because I, I, it was at least three years maybe when your dad put you on the phone with me. Yeah. And then, and then we talked again later, and then y'all just took off. It was crazy. And I, I spoke to my dad about it, and he was like, I was telling him, I was like, yo, because I know he knows, like, you know, he's cool. He had ties, like, whether it be Wendy or whoever he knows. So I'm like, yo, like, what are some things? He's like, yo, you know who does that? Damn. And I'm like, for real? And it's so crazy how just, just because of the, like, there's a small age gap between us that had that not been something I, like, that wasn't something I was privy to. So it's like having right, that, right, right. it being a passion of mine is something that I wanted to get into and not knowing that it's somebody that I can reach out and touch. Facts. That that did that it was it was good for me and then like knowing the experience that you have and then being able to apply those things and just being able when I you know got questions or feedback whatever have you to kind of get that from somebody who you know just wants to see you be you know see you progress and not you know not really want anything from you it was definitely uh positive in the beginning of our journey. Yeah, no facts and I'm a veteran in this shit. I I'm not ashamed to tout in that. I'm not a cocky dude, but I'm not ashamed to tout in that. I'm eight years in the game. This year right. starts eight years of podcasting, seven years of the starting five, the real starting five. Because I found when I searched my name on YouTube, when I searched the starting five on YouTube, I found about two or three different other starting fives. Now, let's keep it real. If y'all ever want to get with the real starting five, we are more than happy to help welcome you. Yo, but so, also, too, so real I'm, quick, well, for anybody who, you know, your listeners might not know, and then, like, people who I, I just sent the link to my podcast group, a couple of group chats I'm in, so hopefully we get some more people coming into it. But where does the starting five start from? Oh, uh, you want to know our journey? No problem. Yeah. So. It all started back in 2014. Shout out to my good brother, LG. 
he hit me up like, yo, I will, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, yo, what's a podcast? Because I wasn't aware at the time. Okay. He's like, oh, it's it's like it's like radio, but not. It's like talk radio, but not. All right, cool. You mentioned radio. I always wanted to do radio. Let's do this yeah. shit. So we started out as talking my team. It was just a football show. We he's a Cowgirls fan. You know, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And Worst show he, ever. Nah, nah. It was a, it was a, fuck you. It was a dope show, and and how we did it was good. We covered when we first started off. Actually, it was the year that uh, Jadavion Clowney came out in the draft. Oh, I thought he was about to be him, and he's when, really- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. When we, when we thought he was gonna be that guy, and then he's now just a veteran that's touring the league, which is good. It's like being a working actor. You're still in the league. You're still getting the check. It's all good. So he's got a job. Yeah. So we we he went from being that guy to that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we start we started off in that journey like that. We was doing uh we were doing all all solid football related show. I always had in my brain, yo, we need to expand. We need to expand. This talking my team name isn't latching on. So we changed it to the fourth quarter. Once we got to the fourth quarter play on words we started to actually kind of uh tail off in how we were recorded this is where i talk about how consistency in this podcasting game like i told you yesterday tj's heard me mention it many a time but consistency in this game is key okay so so we kind of fell off but in that beginning in that first year we already expanded to a network we had just the facts of basketball show by my man coach Casey and then we had the rundown which was a baseball show by some kid that he knew but consistency fell short with them rundown. yeah the rundown was three episodes and then it was done because the kid was you in college did, and then you said dude it didn't work out yeah because he was in college trying to do the show and trying to finish school he went and focused on school hmm and a bit of a pickle there, huh? Pretty much. So he he did the smart move, finish school, and do that. My man, Coach Casey, he ended up getting a better job, a better high school coaching job, and it became a little bit more too time consuming. So he came back, came in, did like a bunch of shows, then stopped for a little while. Then came back when the next NBA season did like six or seven shows, stopped for a little while. I am the person, and this is no shots at them because mad love to all of them, but I'm the person that I don't chase. So if you want to be a part of this, you got to want to do it. We're not chasing nobody. We'd be out of breath. Well, that that too. That too. <laughs> that too. My fat ass hasn't run since I've been on the football field, and that's been a decade ago. But um, so as we transitioned out of that, and my man Lance started a clothing line on top of that while he was trying to finish his degree, it my man JP came through and he was like, yo, I want to do a radio show. The opposite. I got the podcast already. I got the platform. We're on the streaming platforms already, already connected to Apple, all of that. Yo, let's just do this over here. All right, cool. No problem. Let me talk to my man LG. I say, yo, Lance, let's do this. I'm going to run with the podcast thing. You do your clothing line thing. He was like, bet, no problem. So, once me and JP transitioned, it took us like a week to find a name. We wanted to figure something that was sports related, but also could kind of fit in other realms. Hence where the name The Starting Five came from. Okay. And then it's been on and running from there. 
Um, the journey within that has been through multiple different recording styles. I can tell you that off the air. Just, Yo, just, just, just not even to cut you off. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Like the way the way this is set up, just the fact that I'm because I'm doing this from my phone. So I assume you guys might be doing it the same way. Um, this setup is dope because yeah. you can literally like this is a great way to bring in uh guests or whatever have you, just because like it's 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 easily accessible. So what is this called? StreamYard, shout out to them, whoever, wherever y'all found that, whoever put y'all on. If you well, they don't pay us, we pay them, so no shout outs to StreamYard, but <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 they fuck them because they take this is why they take care of us, but I pay them. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, you know, it the journey has just transitioned along to where I we've been trying to get a solid five to make to round out a starting five. Plus, we've been trying to get women co-hosts. Shout out to our homegirl Katara. She was on for about a year with us, but then got busy in personal life and work, so she fell okay. off. Uh, JP is going to make his way back on the show next week, but he was going through some personal things recently, so he's been away for a couple months. But TJ stepped in about a year and a half, two years ago, and yes, has, has fell in love with it. Has fell in love with it now ever since. That's what's and, up. And and so now he's my regular. Pause. And the brother Jamal, who's the other, what you getting? <laughs> I say he's my regular. That's why I said that. But my, the, brother, <laughs> the brother Jamal, who's in the comments right now, he. Yo, wait, um, where can I see those at? I can see the comments. Uh, it's not on not in your phone because it'll kick oh, you out. Oh, okay. Uh, and you know it's good. I asked you that because I wanted to send it to another group chat, but I didn't know if I left the the the, the streaming browser. Yeah, you you get kicked out and you have to come oh, back right? in again. Yeah, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I I generally host. I'm hosting it on my MacBook, you know. But oh, okay, I'm outside. This is how we. This is how, as y'all like to say, this is how we give it up on the show. We Bats. usually we usually smoking cigars, chilling, chopping it up, talking shit, and we're about we're about to lead off the shit talk with some NBA playoffs. Okay, mm. let's get to it. Now, where are we at right now? We are up to game threes, right? Yeah, uh, the Bucks and Celtics were playing earlier. I don't know how that turned out though. Yeah, well, I'm gonna pull it, the the do the screen I mean, share. How we expected to, you know, like we can look at that series and if like I I don't know if you guys are familiar, my man Sam D has a podcast, it's, uh, the Sam D podcast. He does sports podcasting, and he was he did a, a interesting breakdown of the, wait what changed. Oh, you shared the a screen break- share. My fault, y'all. I'm new with this. <laughs> Every time something new pop up on the screen, I'm like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, we, we talk on our show, and we'll be like, oh, we got to show you. We're going to show y'all. We'll be showing them nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why Low always like, well, for the listeners, they can't <laughs> see it. But <laughs> um, but uh, what was I about to say? If he was saying, uh, what was it? It was either game one or game two where the Celtics took more threes than they did twos. Because they can't score in the paint. Right. I don't think that's a, that's a, that's not a long-term, that's not a long-term formula. But if, it seems like they might try to live or die by that though. Because it was like, yeah. game- you got two seven-footers, bro, with Brooke Lopez and Giannis in the paint. I don't know how you expect to get inside. And then you got Bobby Portis at 6'9, 6'10. That's a lot of trees, man. I don't, I don't right. I don't know how you get into the bucket with that, with that kind of length. And, Pause. And, 
and it and in game one, and in game one, Giannis, <laughs> and in game one, Giannis let them know. Let Giannis let them know early, like like people were saying, "I ain't no KD. You ain't gonna be able to just push me around any each and any way you want." Right. So yeah, you you you're not gonna be able to make it easy in the paint against them. So unfortunately, even though the series is now tied one one, and currently where the game is. Is in the third quarter, so podcast listeners, the game will be done by this by the time this is uploaded on stream. Right now, the Bucks are up 66-61. So let's see how that turns out. But I I I still like the Bucks in this series, CJ. I like the Bucks in this series because they have experience. They they are crown holders. They are protecting their ring right now. You know what I'm saying? They've been there. They've been through the adversity of getting the first one. This is not new to them. They've faced these challenges before. They've got a major player out in Chris Middleton who who could help them extremely. He's an all-star. But as you see by game one, they blew the doors off of Boston in Boston for game one. So they got the, they got this, the, uh, they stole the game that they needed to steal, even though Boston came back and tied the game up uh, one, uh, the series up one, one. They're in Milwaukee and they're in Milwaukee this game and the next game. If they win these two games, you know, it's going to be five or six, and it's over. It's over. So you're taking – right, so I'm taking the Bucks because Milwaukee's been playing like they're hungry for another ring all season long. Giannis has been playing like he needs to match his other ring finger with, with, with a ring. And, and last week we actually picked the Bucks in seven, I think almost all three of us. So you guys got to be in the Bucks in seven. Yeah. Okay. I mean, How do you I, feel I, about it? I, I I mean, I think the Bucks come out of that series and anyway, just mm-hmm. you know, about the experience thing that you guys were saying. I you know, I don't know if it goes seven games, but I really think if the Celtic the if the Celtic the Celtics haven't if the Celtics threes are hitting, the Bucks are gonna lose because it doesn't seem like like they it seems like they're gonna take that that game, like they where, where it's just gonna they're gonna take those threes, they're gonna they're okay with the fact that they're shooting more threes and twos. And if they're getting it and they're hitting them, do the Bucks have shooters to compete with that? I don't. Right, think. right. So you live and die by the three if you're the Celtics. Yeah, and it's like it's like they have the scorers to to play that game. You know oh, I mean? definitely, definitely, they have shooters, but I don't. They don't have better shooters than the Bucks. Yeah, they I, they have scores. Shake said it right. They got scorers. Over right. Shooters. Is this a live box right now? Yeah. yeah. So, but yet, like, just look at that percentage wise, right? The the Bucks is is what third quarter, and they've already they've taken what twenty three three pointers. I mean, not the Bucks, the the Celtics. The they Celtics. Yeah, 20, only made five. Only made that five. ain't gonna get it. It's not. That but ain't they, gonna get it. Yeah, they're gonna have to do better than that, man. And the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks only hit four out of twenty one. But let's keep it real; that's not truly the Bucks game. Right. That's not truly the Bucks game. So I'm not I'm not too concerned with the three from the Bucks, to be honest with you. No, because the Bucks are gonna get their points in the paint with Brooke Lopez, with Giannis, you know what I'm saying, with Drew Holiday. And you have to you have to put bodies on these dudes. And like I said, size wise, they don't match up. The Celtics don't have the height like like the Bucks do. It's just they just don't the wins down low, they they do a good job. They do, but I mean Bodies on the boards is where it matters at. 
fair. Next up, next up, we're going to hit the second round sixes who decided to, to decided to <laughs> decided to try to make it a series and beat the Heat the other night, 99-79, to make this series a 2-1 Heat uh, lead thus far. Uh, Harden still didn't show up. Harden st still did not show up, bro. 17 points? Bro, what That's not going to get it. Years ago, the way that he plays basketball is not sustainable long-term to win championships, and it's not. Bro, Listen, if you count on Danny Green to get you 21 points a night in this series, it's a wrap. Oh, Danny Green? It's Danny. a wrap. <laughs> I agree. And as we and as we declared on the last episode, Joel had to make his Phantom of the Mask, Phantom of the <laughs> Opera appearance. For them to be somebody. Yo, did you see Tobias Harris line? He scored nine points. Looking at it now. Yeah. And that's nine and see. Points. And Shake, that's the question we asked last week. Where or where for out there, Tobias Harris? That nigga got paid. Said Man, peace out. Was, they was talking all like cash about what's the what's the name? Dibel. <laughs> Where's he at? No, Dibel's not a scorer, bro. He's a defensive player. He's a, he's a defensive player. He's not a scorer. But who is he locking up though? Who's been locked up? They was putting him like top five. He should have been defensive player of the year type stuff. Let Philly fans tell you. Who is he locking up? Well, let's Butler? see. What, is, what, what position was Thibault? Thibault's a 2-3. Okay, so if it, so, I, I doubt he would have been defending Kyle Lowry. But if, if he did, I mean, Kyle Lowry had no points, played 23 minutes. The gas, man. <laughs> but yeah, looking at the Butler Heat had thirty three. Yeah, and looking at the Heat stat line now, like that thirty three obviously wasn't enough when everybody else kind of shit the bed. Except yeah, that, and that's and that's what happened. Everybody shit the bed. They shit the bed because they couldn't go to the rack because they were scared of Embiid. Right, but Embiid not going to be able to be the physical physical presence he's been all season with that with that orbital. Bam Bam has to step his game up. Period. Bam is a threat. Inside and outside, just like Embiid is a threat inside and outside. And I, I didn't watch this game, so I don't know what the foul situation was. That takes precedence in all of this. Like, if you can get two quick fouls on somebody, you're going to be non-effective for that game. Period. Yeah, absolutely. And the way Joel Embiid play, has been playing this year, I don't think he's going to allow the facial injury to really play a factor. I, I like the the way his stat line looked just a second ago. Like it looked like that was like a warm up game for him, right? You know what I'm saying, and that dude plays pretty pause balls to the wall type of basketball. But and is just, he getting the thirty clips that he was getting all season? That's what we need to know because that's what that team is built off of. Yeah, that's, they built for him to be getting them thirty clips to be getting fifteen boards, a game. and everybody else sprinkles in their fifteen and twenty points. That's yes. Unless you need, otherwise you need twenty five from Maxi, twenty five from Harden for it to work. And well, we you all, know that that's the way they've been winning all season. Somebody steps up and gives them buckets when they need it because they're doubling or tripling in bead, so somebody's wide open. But right. Harden well, I, is a, as a shell of himself. If Harden could score twenty seven to twenty eight points a night, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be that serious. That James Harden is gone. 
the, the days of that James Harden, to be honest with you, is gone unless us Knicks fans get the wish of, you know, the coach, Mike D'Antoni, to go to Philadelphia. Well, if they lose this series, he, he's definitely got one bag packed for sure. <laughs> He's in the running. But like our boy JP said, he don't want to see him nowhere along I-95. Uh, <laughs> your man's paying tolls. I'm sure I'm telling you right now. He's paying tolls. But next up, we got the game that's going on later today at 8 o'clock. Grizzlies, Warriors, yo. This mm. series this series is, to me, shockingly tied up. It's shockingly I... tied up. Why that? Go ahead, Shane. going to run away with it? Yeah, I thought Golden State was going to run away with it. I was, I thought John Morant wasn't going to be the oh, enough. It's really him. It is. He's really him. Like uh, talking about it, go back to my man's again. He said, if you look at, if you take young Russ and young D Rose and you get him a consistent three shot, you have John Morant without mm. a leg, without a leg injury. Yeah, you feel I me? Give you that. I and and it's like he's explosive. He gets to the rack, but he's shooting what, like thirty-seven percent right now from three in the series. That's a problem. 40 percent from a dude who gets to the cut when he wants to. You know what I say to that though? I say to that though. Number one, we should be glad, as we used to call him. He's not Jenga legs. That's what we used to call uh, uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. We called him Jenga legs. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but. I think the way his game is now, it's uh, five to ten years down the line. I think he has the real estate to then be able to develop the three. Once he, once his body type slows up on him a little bit, that's when I think, and along the way, work on that long-distance, long-range shot till he gets to that point of he can't go 100,000 miles an hour anymore. So I, has, I agree with your man. I agree with your man. He's got to develop it. He's got to develop it. But I, I, I don't think we should look to consistency for it from him until at least five to seven years down the line. I'll give it so. That. But being able to shoot thirty to forty percent—that's right pretty good. That's pretty good. Playoff series against the Warriors. We're not talking about this. Like, yo, I'm right at you. Like, and what he said. He said what he said to step out to the game. We're gonna have some fun. We're going to have some fun. This kid is not looking at the Warriors like they the Warriors. It's looking like y'all play ball, we play ball. You got That's go. how you should look at it. I so, like there's no it's no fear in them kids hearts, bro. Not, not So, if you I, I this is what I observed I observed the, the last two games, right? Look how the Warriors won the first game, right? They barely got that W, right? It was some last second shit. They got it off and they stopped Memphis when they had the ball. So they barely won that game. Minnesota realized this, took what they learned in the first game, applied it to the second game, and won the second game. What about what what did I give him? 47? Yes. Yes. Steph Curry and them a 50 ball? Two rings Steph Curry and them? Yes. Yes. Who's so, team? Let's talk about that. So so the white coach with the black name Taylor Jenkins for the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> 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 <laughs 
has figured out something about the Warriors that the Warriors haven't figured out about Memphis yet. He said, look at it. Yo, they barely beat us the first game, right? We got them the second game. There's something he's applying that's making it work. Now, you can say the bullshit was because Draymond got tossed the first game. That that changed everything a little bit. Or, or the second game, basically, that changed the dynamics of it a little bit. And, and I think he's going to be suspended for the third game. So that's going to be the real difference maker tonight. But you can't count out Clay. You can't count out um, Steph. And Jordan Poole is a real dude. Is a real oh, yeah. solid dude, bro. I mean, the dudes dropped 31 off the bench. But they That's crazy. On defense, they call it for – if he dropping 30 and John giving him 40 – his points is canceled out. He calling for switches and loving to see Jordan Poole. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. But if Clay is Clay and then Steph is Steph, then who, who's stopping them? Clay, he's not Clay on defense. You know what used to make that team nasty? Clay on defense. You're right. Whoever. Clay can't do nothing with Ja. Them knees ain't that no more. He's he's really he, the shot's still there. Listen, we're going to say this right now. Nobody's stopping Ja on that team, all right? No matter who's in front of him, Draymond or nobody. He's just one person. But you got to make sure, if you're going to let Ja score, let Ja score his points, but you got to make sure the surrounding pieces don't don't contribute. You don't let him score 50, though. Right. But this this is exactly what we talked about when we gave the breakdown of the series last week is – it, it's almost like that Jordan rule of like Jordan's going to do what he's going to do. Shut everybody else down. Right. Don't now, let yeah. people get off. Don't let Horace Grant get off. Don't let Hodges shoot threes wildly. Don't let Steve Kerr go crazy. You got to be able to shut down the tertiary players. Desmond Bain ain't no slouch. Steph, nope. They got stars that can't play defense. Steph Curry and Jordan Poole can't play no defense. And you got two guards on the other side that can play more defense than them and can both go get a go get a buck. I don't know. Can John Morant really play defense though? I mean, he's not the Warriors game is real is real simple, but they real good at it. Hit the hit the shooters off the screens, let them get the wide open shot. Because they played with each other for so long, they know where they're gonna be at. You know what I'm right. saying? For Mariotta breeds confidence, you know what I'm saying? And if one if one dude got to guard another dude one on one, I think John Morant can guard all them two guards. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I give you that because it is. I mean, youth, speed, obviously better knees than Clay Thompson. So, yeah, I will give you that. But yo, real quick aside off of this, because there was a conversation that was being had during this entire week. I forgot a uh, homie's name who injured Gary Payton Jr. Dylan Brooks. Lo- Dylan playing. Brooks. Thank. Yeah, yeah, he got he got suspended for today's game. A lot of the quote unquote sports experts and pundits, you know how it's hot take season with them each and every day, and how they change rules in their mind all the fucking time. So they were of the a lot of people were of the perception that the league should change that if you injured a player and that player is now out for the whole series, you, person who is out for one game, should be out for the series. Indefinitely, or until the player comes back. Shake, where are you at with that? I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I think that's nonsense. Like, because that would, that, uh, moves like that, like, fl- a flagrant foul is a flagrant foul. 
but a foul, it is never a foul, I truly believe, to be, to truly injure. It was like, the flagrant foul is, it's like, yo, you didn't have to do that foul. You, we know you intentionally fouled him, and it looks like you intentionally fouled him. Right. It's not like, you can't lead to intent with that. Also, when you, also, the way to beat that is you get your crappiest play on the bench to go out and just go slaughter homeboy and he's out for the series nobody gives a shit that's that's night that's that's our 90s basketball tj so i feel <laughs> you but <laughs> when you when you look at that play that gary payton jr got hurt on too dude literally just couldn't jump high enough was going for the ball but literally couldn't jump high enough still swatted anyway it's the same argument head. with Draymond. Did, did Draymond deserve to get ejected for that play that he did? Was that a real flagrant too? Yes, it was. I didn't they, see. It. They, I didn't they, think like that. See, see, that's where we different opinion. But go ahead. Historic, like, has a history of being a player like that. Right. Dylan Brooks does not. Right. And I have, and I kind of have an issue with that. Not your statement, but that statement there, where you as an official are supposed to officiate the game at hand not take it to account five years ago you punched the nigga in the face but and so you're that guy you're that you're known as that guy no but your reputation precedes you because you've done it more than two or three times you know what i'm saying his feet used to love some balls at times he loved a good nut or two but you don't but you don't like you don't purposely foul people on a consistent basis. You don't get called a dirty player for not doing something on a consistent basis. You get what I'm saying? Like right. it's not who had a like nobody's gonna be looking at Dylan, but it's gonna be like, damn, that was a bad foul. You shouldn't have done that. This player's hurt, you know, whatever. But you know, it's not a thing where it's like he was like, yo, I'm trying to hurt him. It was like, nah, I'm trying to get right. Him. Right. Right. So, it's not the Grayson Allen consistently tripping people type yeah, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like giving them hard fouls in the air, making them fall. It's like, yo, if you pull up film, it's like 20 dudes over the course of the year that have had hard falls just because. <laughs> then, like, all right, you know what? Maybe you might be doing this on purpose. But you want to talk about somebody who's what? Like, this is how that – it's a bang-bang play, and it's a hard-ass floor. And he fell, and he wasn't able to break his fall. He broke something else. And that's what happened. Right. We're not going to punish a team for a whole game because this guy's body – didn't withhold to something like that's not that 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 equates to the fact that no I, I agree with you on that I agree yeah, with you. I, I'm with that like I, I I'll I'll look at it like this especially for basketball players because I will say they've gotten softer as far as the fouls and shit and maybe they need to like how athletes like to do ballet training maybe basketball players need to go to the WWE performance center <laughs> and learn how to take and learn how to take bumps. Learn how to take Dan, flat backs. Dan, like I, that. Dan, I can't <laughs> tell you. I can't tell you how many NBA play NBA how many NBA NBA players I've seen sparring, boxing, doing uh UFC shit, and then come back, you know, a month later and cry because they got cracked in the in the rib or some shit like that. Like, come on, you, bro, you, you, you got doing this all summer because you got a Lance Stevenson. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how that's how basketball fouls some of them be looking. Like you just got a little somebody's hot breath on your neck, and um, it's not worse than soccer players by far. 
soccer players take the deepest of dives by far. But next series, last series before we get into the heavy hitting topic, which is shake. If you want to shake, if you want to stay with us on this one, we got to go into the Roe versus Wade situation. And we're talking about it from the standpoint of two fathers with all girls. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you want to rock with us on that, you're more than welcome to. I got if a not, time left. I got a I got an event that I'm catering tomorrow for somebody cool, and that comes out, you'll see it. But um, I gotta I um I gotta get back to uh, doing that. So I may be all right. series. I, yeah, all good. So after this series, then we'll we'll let you uh give all your socials and all that shit. And thanks for checking in, even though it was my bad yeah. on the sneak attack. Oh. <laughs> please, please come back again though you know nah, word. Definitely, definitely he already knows and side note as i was telling tj pre-show we are trying to do a starting five and a regulation live show sometime this year once we get that out there we're gonna let everybody know where what time how we're gonna do it and it should be popping as usual, as we always do. The TJ knows whenever we put together some shit, even from the days of when I was running hip hop karaoke, whenever we put together some shit, we always have a good time. And it form like Voltron, baby. You know what I'm saying? We put <laughs> the we put the symbol up, and we get our core core group of friends that come through all the time. But it's a the spot we're thinking about. It's a dope spot. I told you about it already. Let's get into these Suns Mavs who the Mavs decide to want to try to make this a series also. 2-1. They beat the Suns the other night, 103-94. Um, yeah, where are you at with this one, Shay? Because I, I I don't think this is going to be enough for the Mavs. Yeah. Unlike unlike uh, the Warriors series, which we might have to change. Up. We might have to change the predictions on that one. We said that might be a five. That one might go six now. But this one, I think this one could be a five. I mean, like, you know, like, if Luka can't give you 40-point triple-doubles for the whole series, the Mavs are going to be, and unless somebody else is going to step up and take over and give Luka some true, true help, like Jalen Brunson, they got to go through Jalen Brunson just a little bit more. Like, if that's not going to be a thing, this is probably going to be done in five or six. Is it a series that's possible for them to win? Sure. But, you know, there's in certain spots, they, they really miss uh, Porzingis a little bit. I think, you know, his game could help you out. Height-wise or height-wise or just? Height, size. Um, and then, I mean, it, we can't act like he wasn't somebody who could put the ball in the basket. Like, what is the True. guy? Powell? What's his name? That's his name? Yeah, right? Powell. Who is he? You know, he's not really too, too crazy. You know, he's not really wilding or eating or nothing like that. So, like, you know, it's not it's not a situation where, you know, they're going to – they can take over the series at any point without Luka giving you 35, 40-point triple-doubles every night and everybody else is getting you X amount of points. I just think the Suns are just a better basketball team overall. Word. Totally, I nothing I can add to that because I totally agree. If if Luca say say if Luca goes down, what next? And and the the Suns are just way too hot right now. And like if Luca, if, if Luca goes if, down, there'll be a lot of uh, singing and flower bringing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
situation where like uh what's you call it Jalen Brunson is just gonna be like all right cool I'm gonna just start cooking Devin Booker like Devin Booker can play defense and so can Chris Paul like right uh, we're not not a huge fan of Chris Paul but like he can definitely guard Jalen Brunson but so. this 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 is what the series boils down to Chris Paul's acumen and experience versus Luka Doncic superstar and it's proven time and time again Chris Paul is thinking five steps ahead he's playing chess at this point he's setting you up every time he goes down court he's getting two for ones three for ones he's putting his guys in the right spot your man did a closeout game 14 for 14 like and they weren't easy buckets like he's really showing his ass out this uh, in in his playoffs and Respect to him, man, because if you want to see somebody ring, win a ring, that guy right there with Ooh. his injury history and everything. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah, Chris Paul. What's your hate for Chris Paul, man? Point for hate for Chris Paul. Point for Yo, the, wow. wow, you'll never I, chef Chris Paul's party. Let's <laughs> see that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's other NBA players out there. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, I would love to get Sam up here and talk basketball with you guys because he's, he's real, real. Uh, like he's he he's really, really tapped in. Like, like he works for what Bleacher Report. Oh, dope. Yeah, and um. He definitely is like somebody who I listen to his pod, and I like when I talk basketball. A lot of the things that he puts me in in uh, in tune with are like things that I didn't really see, and things that like you know you don't really notice and how how games. Oh, would love to get that dude on, bro. So um, you know, one day I'll talk with Sam, and you know, the days where I can, uh, you guys are recording, we'll we'll come on here and talk some ball, which I hopefully before the. Uh, before the season ends, because like keep it, I'll keep it a thousand with you. Once and when NFL season comes in, that's when we really go in. You guys do draft recap. We did, we did. Yeah. And yeah. real quick before you run, because you gotta, I know you gotta go. What did you think about your Falcons draft? So, all right. So, just full disclosure about the Falcons off season for me, it's been rough. You know, since I've been a Falcons fan, like, of course, Mike Vick was the reason I became a Falcons fan. But, like, Matt Ryan is the reason I stayed a Falcons fan. Matt Ryan was, is, like, the definition to me of, like, what you would want at quarterback for your for your team. Came on the field, walked, walked off, was an injury history. Like, took us to a Super Bowl, was MVP caliber, walking 4,200 yards, 27 touchdowns, a few picks, right? We get rid of Matt Ryan. It's not looking real too great. We signed Marcus Mariota, who's a journeyman quarterback, but who also was never really given a full deck of cards to really play with, right? Last year, we got Terry Fontenot from – we stole him from the Saints. He was the guy who was doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work for the Saints and building their teams. And we took him and made him our general, uh, our general manager. So now he's doing that. Last year, he drafts Kyle Pitts. Okay, cool, we got Pitts this season does a lot of off-season work that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be happy about. Of course, we get rid of Matt Ryan, right? Shit happens with Ridley, so we know he's gone for next season, right? Um, then what? Uh, brings in Casey Hayward, top 10 corner last season. So now, outside or inside, he can play. He's 
to me, I think he's a better inside corner, but he can play outside. A.J. Terrell, best corner in the league last year, nobody really talks about. So, like, what? So they're kind of piecemealing it together right now, basically. Building the team. Right. The draft comes. And so now, mind you, we were in cap hell. Now, next season, we got we. When I tell you we were in cap hell, like I like I don't even remember. What That's because of Ryan's contract, right? Because of Ryan's and Julio's number that we still had to pay. Oh, after he got so, traded, right? We went from being at the bottom of the league. Right now, we're fifteenth in cap space in the league. That's not so bad. Years in one in two years, this man is taking us from the bottom of the league in cap space. The fifteenth, and next year we got like one hundred thirty million dollars in cash. You know what though? That Julio trade was key because nobody—I didn't see that fall off like that for him, bro. I did not see the fall off like that for him. Second rounder for Julio, and that he ain't played down for he ain't played at all for them. Yeah, he, he barely play. played. So that was that was a that was a, that was a crucial trade for y'all, bro. Because guess what? You know who that turned into? That turned into either my man's from Penn State. Or Anderson, who's going to be a king. And now, who do, who do we drive first round? Drake London wasn't a huge fan of Drake London. I wanted oh, the wide receiver. Yeah, I didn't really like. I was looking at his game. I'm not a huge Mike Evans fan. He compares to Mike Evans, so like I look at his game and I'm just like ah. But like the more and more I watch film on the kid, he's a solid wide receiver pick. Right now, the offense as slated. If we put another, we got like we get maybe one more receiver or something like that. If one of our receivers can start to like step up or something like that, we got our Auden Tate from the Bengals, right? So now we got the running back from what? What is it? Is it Penn State or BYU? One of those all blue schools. I can't remember. Tyler Adler or something like that, who was like top three and something in uh, from running back. We got him like in the third or fourth round. So they're piecing together a team, and then they went and got Desmond Ritter, right? Who? Like Desmond Ritter was like one of the top, one of the better quarterbacks, four year starter at Cincinnati, who at some point like to be able to come in your freshman year, stay all the way to your senior year, be a leader at a college program, have a school like Cincinnati, who nobody really talks about as being a powerhouse school in the conversation for a national championship. Not for football. Most of you guys in Cincinnati is known for basketball, but yeah. Exactly. I kept... So having them in the discussion for a national championship and playing the way they haven't had them play in the way they did. At Cincinnati, this is not Alabama. This is not school loaded with what people would call like the top tier, cream of the crop, blue chip talent. Still great kids, but you got two first round quality guys out of there. But like Ritter didn't go first round because that's not where quarterback was at. Right. But what are like you got a guy who can come in here, and I don't necessarily think the jobs Mariota's just to have. Like, a lot of people are expecting Mariota to just be the starter, but I genuinely believe this kid's going to try to compete. No, Mariota's the buffer. Yeah. Mariota's the buffer. And this seat, once again, this ties back to something I talked about on last week's episode, is that when it comes to the quarterback position, especially with this year's draft, right, everybody was speaking on how one quarterback was drafted in the first round. ESPN was having a fucking conniption fit because one quarterback was drafted in the first round. They had no quarterbacks to talk about because that's all they know what to talk about. But the class was so weak. I mean, and that's where I was getting to is that this draft class was so weak in the way of this was the class of quarterbacks that you draft to be an heir apparent or serviceable backup. 
somebody that can ride the bench but learn learn and then work their way into a possible starting job elsewhere not come out and be the day one starter i.e like how i described the marcus mariota jamarcus um um james winston draft where i personally thought those two guys at that time though james was killing the world setting the world on fire winning the national championship he should have came into the league Stealing crab legs and said, "Stealing crab legs." <laughs> he should have came into the league and rode behind somebody for a little while to develop and gain more understanding instead of just being thrown to the fire at first. Which the Bucks at the time had no quarterback, so I got it. But right. this draft class was a developmental quarterback draft class league. So Ritter from Cincinnati, who they also were mentioning was possibly the most pro-ready out of all of them, with the exception of the cat from Liberty. I don't... Yes. Yeah, I I feel you on that, but he could compete in camp, but give Marcus Mariota the season. Mariota is the, okay, cool. This kid's not... If he can't win the job for him, cool. We got somebody we know. It's still a guy who never got his fair shot and can still compete. And then right. we let this kid sit down, learn the playbook, hold the clipboard, see NFL games, do stuff like that, play in the preseason, get some snaps in, whatever. Mariota goes down or something like that. Well, the kid's got to play football. If not, you know, we got some, so we got a safety net. Shake, your biggest problem is the division you're in. It's very, it's very tough division. This, this, I would say Saints are, the Saints aren't the Saints anymore. Like they got, they got Olave from, uh, what you call it, Ohio State. But who's throwing the ball in there? Mm, you got a point there, yeah. Like who? Like we don't know. Cam Jordan's can't play football forever. You're right. But yeah, you know? well, you got what you what you guys got is a setup for the future. Just yeah, like how, just like it. how the Jets. The Jets yeah. aren't a right now team. The Jets are also did a hell of a job in this draft, but Great. they're right. set up for the future. We can't be looking at them to pop right now. No. And that's what's great is, like, we got a lot of guys where, like I said, next year we're going to have, like, 130, 150 mil in cap space to play with in free agency. And that's where you're so going to make your grab at. You feel me? So now we got a team where, okay, we got our young quarterback on a cheap contract, which is how you win, you build Super Bowl teams. You build Super Bowl teams not with, uh, guys on these long contracts. Those are for, like, reward contracts. You know, like, if they're able to stay long, if you keep your nucleus together right, those guys can stay together. You make sure you keep the guys you know you need to keep and keep retooling. That's mm-hmm. why you see, like, the Patriots, when they get a good guy, they know he's not going to be a part of the longevity. Cool. I'm going to ship him away for a second or so round pick and the cap relief, and now I can continue to to, to rebuild, to continue to build my team. Yep. Filtering out players. Plug and play, baby. Plug and play. That's right. And draft quality. Exactly. Draft quality, hitting free agency, and don't pay guys who you know are not a part of the long-term piece. Guys like Kyle Pitts, I I expect to retire Falcons. I expect Kyle Pitts to have – not a tight end, bro. That dude's a wide receiver all day. Bro, he's a tight end. <laughs> but in the and in the league and in today's league, when you got a fucking a tight end sized body and DK Metcalf who saying he could beat the cheetah in a race, like yeah, you turn a guy like that into a wide out, or you you nah. play him, you play you could play him 
play Kelsey and Waller because he's more athletic than both of them. Okay. I, Ooh, I, I, yes. I, yes. I, I, so, like, that's what I mean where it's like you get a quarterback that's going to make him his best friend and understand we're not going through the outside. We're going inside out. We're not going outside in. But here's the, here's the thing. And, yes, inside out is usually always the way football should be played, especially with the run game and everything. But I don't – he might be more athletic. He ain't a better blocker than who you mentioned. Either one of those guys. But he can become that. You got to remember, this kid hasn't put on weight yet. He's he has to want it, though. He has to want to do it, though. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference in him becoming it and him wanting to do it. That's that's a huge difference. That's, he's, one of the, he's one of those guys. Look, he's Gronk not, ain't the most athletic dude on the planet how, at how all. Set the rookie tight end record almost and almost passed uh, – what's his name? You know who he reminds me of? A, a great tight end that you had on that team, Tony Gonzalez. Who? Pitts. Yeah. You're going that far? Faster. He's faster, yes, but Gonzalez caught everything, and he was a blocking tight end. Bro, if he can, all he has to do is get his block. He has to get his blocking together. And then right. this is prevalent on blocking. Arthur Smith and the line coaches are going to get him together. They're going to get him together. Well, for your and sake. Of like Arthur Smith comes from that zone blocking tree, that Shanahan fucking style thing where everything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. So it's just Nate like. Terrell Davis famous. <laughs> So it's like, okay, cool. Now we got a run game. Like, this team could not have been built with Matt Ryan. It's the team Matt Ryan would have loved to have. Matt Ryan is but they could not afford it because Thomas Dimitrov, who should never see another NFL office job ever again, like, like literally just was signing, like, doing the most ridiculous contracts. The fact that we are where we are is, in far as cap space right now is is – a testament to how good this like Terry guy is because we should not be able to make any maneuvers. We still have guys that we're getting ready to trade and offload contracts still. Like, I don't think Deion Jones, like, like Deion Jones is a Falcon by the end of next season. If he's gone, I think he's gone this season because the linebacker room just got real crowded. There you go. And he's not, he's not traditionally a, a, a three, four linebacker. He's a four, three attack style linebacker who was with Dan Quinn and we won a three four now. You know, so and like, you'll get somebody for him too. That'll be that's a that's an interesting trade piece for you too. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna I can't wait for the Cowboys to send us whatever we ask. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and number one thing on this show is <laughs> yeah, but the Dallas Falcons. Yeah, we you know what did I say? Number one thing is is we invite Cowboys fans on here all the time, just like we invite everybody, but we love their demise, bro. The data Dallas Falcons on defense right now. Y'all got nothing but <laughs> y'all let Keanu Neal move back to safety. You got Casey. That's my old backfield. You're gonna come get Deion Jones in a minute. You thought you was getting Grady Jarrett. Y'all, y'all just knew y'all was getting ready to get Grady Jarrett. That ain't happening. Listen, that's the same way I feel about the Dallas Mavericks. They're the New York Knicks West. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got damn near every player from the Knicks had. And, you know, when you don't work, make it there, you just go to Dallas because we'll pick up your contract and we'll take you in a trade. So I can afford it. And my staff is better than the Knicks staff. And that's why I'll be able to do it. Pretty much. That, <laughs> pretty, that's, that's pretty much. That's that kind of sums it all up. It's just, hey, we run a better office over here. Bet I'll sign. <laughs> and that's it. 
But I know you got to run, Cuzzo. Love as always. Nice yeah. meeting you, sir. Absolutely, yes, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Um, this is really cool. I don't know. Uh, no more I sabotages. <laughs> no more backstage passes for you. No more backstage passes for you, bro. <laughs> what you call it? Um, what is it? Uh, socials. Um, you can catch uh, us on Twitter, like I said, at any regulation with a uh, zero for the O. It's uh, at End of Regulation Pod on on Instagram, and you can find us uh, the End of Regulation Podcast on everywhere you can find plat- uh, podcasts. So I uh, appreciate you guys for having me, and you know, hope to do some stuff with you guys real soon. Soon, soon, soon. All right, cause peace. I'll see. You. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that was impromptu. Like I said, I sent I, when he said, "Yo, shoot the link." I I shot him the the be on the show link first. I wasn't sure. He didn't clarify. I shot him that one first, and then literally when I seen him pop up, I had sent the YouTube link, and then he popped up on the joint. I was like, "Oh well." It worked out now. anyway. It worked out. <laughs> Word up, man. But yeah, that was dope, dope conversation with the cuz. You know, he's a younger cuz, and it's not the gap isn't the gap. He said the gap isn't that far. I'm 42. I think he just turned 28 or 29. No, that's not that bad. Yeah, so he's young. He's, he's young. like a younger brother. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta get to know the cuz more. You know, obviously I gotta get around the family more as we get older. And stuff because to be honest, my first cousins, he's a more like second cousin. His mm-hmm. father and my father are first cousins. Okay. And, and so I'm more, I'm actually I would be actually closer towards his father. You know what I'm saying? Which um also too, we talked about they I told them which announcements, y'all. We are going to be at Philly Cigar Week this year. Once again, the Start by Podcast is back at Philly Cigar Week. Um, we're gonna have the owner of Philly Cigar Week, John, come back on like he did last year. We're gonna check in with the homie Chuck Belafonte to get him back on. Also, um, we just might be the official podcast of Philly Cigar Week, but we'll get Stay that definition. Louder. We'll get that definition <laughs> once we uh, once we get there, y'all. But yeah, we're gonna be in Philadelphia the weekend of June eighteenth. All our Philly heads, please come out. Please yes, come out. yes, yes. We're going to JP, do Aaron, I think uh, Chris Millen is out there too. Yep. Chris, come out, bro. I mean, we Phil love Washington. Phil Washington, you Phil too. Washington. You're, you're a fellow cigar head and live in the area, so please come out. We're All your be, fellas, come out. We're going to be at Xfinity Live during the happy hour, doing the live podcast in there. We might do some like roving camera stuff too for the YouTube, but we're going to be down there Philly Cigar Week for sure. I forgot why I led into that. What did I start off with, TJ? I forgot. Because uh, you just said uh, it was an announcement that that we we might. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and telling Cuz yesterday, because we spoke on the phone yesterday. His man Bert, who's one of his co-hosts on the show, is a big cigar head too. So he's gonna let him know. And the regulation might come down there and kick it with us also. That's lovely. We, we got we it's got a more great time and it's a great event. I mean, everybody, it's it's just a real cool social event for everybody. That's pretty that's pretty much exactly what it is with cigars and alcohol. 
Yep. Yeah. And good music. Good music. Yes, yes, yes. Some pretty good DJs and shit out there too. But um, TJ, let's it's time to get into the hard topic. Let's fix my shirt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's time to get into the tough topic of Roe versus Wade. Now everybody kind of knows what Roe versus Wade is. This is one of them things that actually was taught in our American history classes in school, you know. It was a case that happened back in 72 where it just pretty quick summarized. Um, it was found unconstitutional for the state of Texas to hold, uh, hold the right for this woman to get an abortion due to medical ailments that she had. They felt it unconstitutional for her to not be able to, to, to get one. That's the brief. Y'all can look, y'all can look up more on yourself to get a, more accurate uh, definition. That's if y'all don't remember it from school. Um, But recently there was a leak that came out and while searching, while we was talking earlier, it was John Roberts. He was the person responsible for the leaking of this because he felt that the ruling was foolish. Now to keep it funky with y'all, it's, the vote they they kind of voted to strike it down, but right now it's initially in a draft opinion, so it's not official yet. But knowing the way that this right leaning uh, Supreme Court is set up, it's probably going to go through. And if you saw that cover image, which is on the back behind us, we, I, we didn't post it on socials yet, but we're going to post it once the show is up. Um, Judge Alito is the asshole responsible for this. Um, He feels that the responsibility of trying cases like these should not be in the hands of the federal government. He believes that this should be in the hands of state-by-state basis. And the way that this thing has been going, we already seen the root of it happening in Texas. We've talked about it here on the show when Texas made its ruling of if you are a person who gave somebody a ride across state lines to get an abortion, you know, i.e. to say you're saving a woman's life possibly, right? You, the driver, can now go to jail and get arrested for doing so. And get sued from the state of Texas. And get sued from the state of Texas. You know, because they they feel that, you know, women shouldn't have no rights over their bodies. And the reason why, to answer the question of the reason why I felt, besides the fact that we talk about the tough topics on here all the time, TJ, we have the conversations that others don't want to have. We as fathers of daughters, I personally felt this was important because, here's the answer, it's as simple as... I don't believe the government should have the right to tell any woman what they can and can't do with their bodies. You know, what they can and can't do with their bodies. And I'll reveal to some of y'all, because only the candid few, my wife knows, even my parents don't know. I was a person who, with my ex, had to go through the abortion process. Okay? I, I went through it because... The health conditions of my ex at the time, 
the potential of her not being able to carry full term was high. Very high. So this is why, and as the, my family walks out the house right now, it's I'm with a whole family full of women. I don't want the government to ever have the right to have a say-so. And luckily, fortunately, we live in New York, where in New York, um, I forgot who's the um who is the uh what's her name? What's the oh, Letitia the, James, Letitia James, I'm sorry. The attorney general. Yes, attorney general, thank you. Letitia James wants to, she said this on the news the other day, she wants to start a fund to help support women who have to cross state lines to get abortions because women should have the right to dictate what they do over their bodies, especially in the case of, uh, you know, we, we can look up the, the regular basic stuff, TJ, rape situations, you know, incest, incest, molest situations, all those types of situations, you know, and even more importantly, when your body physically might not be able to carry said baby full term and you may lose the baby regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like this option should be a no fucking brainer to allow this, but this is America. Bro. We, We live under the rule of crusty old white men who feel the sense of control. Now there's other things that I'm going, we're going to add into this conversation later and we're going to talk maybe about who this affects, who this really affects Mm -hmm. and and other different angles, TJ. Here's what really bothers me, the hypocrisy of the conservative party, right? Where we've been dealing with this vaccine shit for how long and telling people, yo, the government has no right to enforce us getting the vaccination. I'm not taking no jab. This is my body. You don't have to, I'm not taking any kind of needle to my body. It's not tested, this, that, and the third. But we can turn around and say that the same ideals and principles overruling a woman's body for her to choose the right to have or or not have an abortion. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. On top of that, all these Christians yelling, you're murdering a baby, you're murdering the fetus, this, that, and the third. How many people are adopting kids that are against abortion? Where's that, those numbers at? TJ, Where's real those quick, numbers at? Real quick, that point right there. The same hypocrites are the ones who, again, no abortions, no abortion. You laid down, you have the baby. But then when it's a situation where the 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 mother and or family cannot keep the baby they cannot maintain and ha- actually live and manage with a, having a child right you're not going to take them in plus number two then you're going to turn and complain about people living off the system uh, wait a minute i was just getting into that because now you're blaming people that are coming up living off the government dollar right welfare all this food stamps, all this health care, that's a problem. Also, if you're going this hard for not women to have to have abortion, where's the other side for the contraceptives? Where's the money pouring into, into contraception and health education on not having to be? Abstinence does not work. We already know this. 
Facts. You can't control two people's emotions in the heat of the moment. Abstinence does not work. You know what works? A rubber, a condom, the pill. I, and, uh, you know, and even and those aren't a hundred percent. Not a hundred percent, but it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. What are we talking about here? You're so hypocritical about God and rights and and feelings, but you're not doing nothing to solve the problem. It's all this. It's all just. It pisses me off to no end, bro. Like. You can't say this on one hand and not do this on the other hand and then turn around and point the finger back at that beat. What are you talking about? Yep. What are you talking about, bro? Exactly. This is so, it's all bullshit, bro. It's all it, bullshit. It is. Now, it is. It, it, a lot of the debate is behind the term limits of, of how many weeks before you can. Like, I believe right. in, te in Texas's thing, they, they put it into effect six weeks. Six you don't even know you're pregnant at six you weeks, bro. Exactly. Exactly. And then when you talked about them in their quote-unquote good book, that to me is respect to all people and their religious bat beliefs and whatever you choose to believe in. I, my wife's family, Pentecostal Christians. Does my, does my wife, my mother-in-law believe in pro-life? Absolutely. But I'm sure if I had the conversation with her, it's still going to be, yo, you you might have to do what you're going to do. I personally may not agree with it, and it's not my body. Ask her and how many kids she's adopting. No, 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 no. There's no disrespect to my, my, my mother-in-law okay. in that way because okay. she has her own children. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, all right. She has her own children. All right, all right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not it's not against I, – I, I bring her up as a good person because, like, she she may not agree with it, but she also can fall back and say, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do for your life. I, okay. I don't have to agree with it. Okay. And that's what it is. It's like, who are you to tell? I get laws in certain cases, but who are you to tell the next person what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies? Like one of the conversations that people were actually trying to make within this TJ is. So let's do this since you're since. This ain't a thing. Let's give kids by the age of 16 or or, or, or whatever. Let's give them um like give the boys vasectomies and give the and tie the tubes of girls. Oh, and then, I saw and, that ridiculous then, ass statement. Yeah. yeah, and then and then when they get older, they can make the decision to open it up. It doesn't work that way. Vasectomies aren't permanent, but vasectomies also doesn't guarantee that it'll work once it's reversed. And tube tying. Forget it. It makes it even harder. It makes it even harder. So that's such a ridiculous statement, bro. It, I mean, the percentages of women who have kids after the two times are in like the single digits, bro. It's not even. It's not even. It's not. It's not worth talking about. It's 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 ridiculous, TJ. It's just and behind all of this is just we're seeing so much hypocrisy, so much hate, so much. It's it's crazy the disdain for women. From people who claim that they're not gay, from people who claim that they love women, and all of this other nonsense. But the disdain for women to just be able to have one basic right to be able to say what they can do with their bodies is asinine. Like, I'll, I, I'm not going to play the TikTok because I, I have to dig for it. But there was this one young woman on TikTok that I follow, not, you know, not young like that. She's like, I think she's a 28, 29 years old. 
entertaining channel, but she was telling a story talking about this situation, why it's fucked up, but how having an abortion had helped her. Living in Las, La, uh, L.A., her and her partner was poor. They used contraception. The contraception failed them. They were trying to gain jobs while trying to pursue their dreams at the time, but was still living poor. Some people are just not ready, bro. You're but just not ready. That That's another aspect of it. But in some cases, mistakes happen. Right. And that's, and that's the point of that story is some cases, mistakes happen. And you are not feasible to have a child. So you're going to tell this girl, say, I doubt the, the state of California ain't going to reverse this shit. But no. imagine if it was the state of California, they reverse it. You can't do it past certain date or whatever, certain time or whatever. And now, pretty much, let's go. Let's look at it like this. You're bringing Dude, it before. It's, it's bringing that. You know what these assholes are going to say? Don't have sex. Yes. Don't. It, and, that's what I was. That's the point. My thank you for that because that's what I was trying to bring up with the whole Bible thumper mentality. Like you mentioned, abstinence don't work. It don't work. It, it never worked. Work. It never works. It don't work. You can go back to the Bible of Adam and Eve. That shit and, didn't work. It was the first people. They didn't and work. And Adam and Eve is incest technically if they're the first people, but I'm not gonna go in on that. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm work. Sorry. You Mary, Mary had to have slept with Mary had to have slept with somebody, but I'm not going in on that. We we're not gonna talk about that. That's another rabbit hole. That's another okay. rabbit hole. My, my wife just gave me this look like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, is is just it doesn't make sense, man. And these people are pushing an agenda. This is all it is, it's agenda driven. With no solution or no recourse for the actions that are taking place, period. Right, and that's the the, the thing deeper behind it. It it really applies to when you look more into it, and it's the government wanting to relinquish the 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 ability to rule over this. But and and a lot of these states, it's about the term. It's more about not just ending it as a whole. It's more about the term limits to which the woman can carry the child. Dan, you seen That's the map? What it's more about you seen the map. It's the east and west coast that allows abortions are all good, and it's the entire middle of the flyover states, all the middle of states that got an issue with it. Where cousins fuck you cousins. Seen the and and also let's look at the let's let's look at the demographic of said middle of the country along with the south and why they would want to do this. One of the major conversations behind this is as a shout out to another TikTok and he mentioned a form of eugenics in a way, but against the white culture. You mean the great brownout that's coming? Right, because the time is ticking. They said by 2035 10, 20 years ago, 2035, 2045, this country is going to be predominantly mixed race and Hispanic. Yep. And I think, which I kind of agree with a lot of the statements and notions being made behind this, that this is coming from these crusty, dusty old white men who are in power legally of these states because the major numbers of who's truly going to get abortions is white women. 
dude, you've seen all the commercials. It's always mixed-race couples. 90% of these commercials nowadays is mixed race, Asian, black, white, Hispanic. It's never the same race anymore. It's always mixed couples. It's already being pre-programmed that you, this is going people, to happen. Which which people hate seeing mixed couples on TV, but that's a you problem. That ain't a me problem. It ain't my problem. <laughs> it definitely ain't. But that's, <laughs> but, but that's one of the arguments, though, that, that people are really making behind this is because white women are the ones of the highest numbers and highest percentages who are going to get said uh said uh, uh abortion abortions yes and and like describe the video that you tagged me in earlier too oh so there was a video from a tiktoker earlier stating that he had he worked at an abortion clinic and he had to be there between 6 and 6:30 to start his shift and he was hanging out late and he said Instead of going home, I'm just going to sleep in a parking lot so I can show up to work on time. And to his not to his surprise, when he got there, there was a bunch of black cars lined up. Not, you know, regular cars. These were cars with drivers, Ubers, whatever you want to call them, chauffeurs, limousines, that meant of, of that such. And guess who was all in these cars? Rich white women getting abortions. Now, we don't want to go into the fact of how many politicians' daughters had abortions. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nope. Just like they don't want to talk about their gay family members or their drunk molesting uncles nope. or whatever the fuck they got going but on. They, they fucked up hammering. They can talk about family. Hunter Biden, but they could talk about Hunter Biden, though. Right, right. But, you know, you reflect the mirror back on them. They got all got fucked up family members. It's just, it, it happens. It happens. But yes, the rich elite white folks. Are getting abortions because they're having the, these young teenage kids out here partying, going to spring break, getting high, doing whatever the fuck they want to do, and then they find out they're pregnant from who? You can't even know. You can't even name the dude you got pregnant from. Nah, we ain't having that. We going right to the clinic, four thirty, five thirty, six thirty in the morning before anybody else shows up. And they paying top dollar for it because they can afford it. Right. Right. And it's getting done. But nobody's talking about that shit. Nobody's bringing that up. And God forbid you bring it up to a polit from one politician to another. Whew. Right. And that's the problem is the problem is the politician. The pro and, and that goes to I mean, it kind of speaks to why you should vote and who you should why you should look at you could even look at the poli politicians are. you can even look at the politicians who cheated on their wives and got a, a, a mistress or a side chick pregnant and made these chicks have an abortion you could that's easy to look up right now that's easy to look yo, up yo how one could only imagine how many how many your former president Donald Trump had they don't see that though Nope. They don't see. Look, I saw a video the other day. It was like Obama's sus. And I was like, yeah, but Obama's never had any sexual allegation charges against him for sexual harassment. But you don't find that suspect. And it was like, right. mm, well, you know. Listen, the hypocrisy is real. Read the double standard is real. Right. And that and that's the, a large the large issue in it. Like I said, the problem that I had within it is because, again, my children are young. My children, are, though, you could say a 14 year old is of sexual activity, to sexual active nature. 
not my daughter. Not my daughter. Mine wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And your daughter's out there in the world killing it right now. You know what I'm saying? Your daughter's doing amazing stuff in the world Thank right you. now. I'm trying to breed my not breed bad choice <laughs> Bad choice of words. <laughs> I am trying. I, we are trying develop, to, grow, yes, <laughs> develop, nurture, grow, nurture, guide, nurture, guide yes. <laughs> down a down a good path. Right, you know, and that's all you can ask for. That's all that's you can it. do, and that's all you can ask for, bro. That's it. Nothing now, more. Now, if they end up in said situation, I, I'm open. Like I mentioned, my wife is a Pentecostal Christian. She might may she maybe may view it differently than me. To me, I'm going to view it. What do you think is the best thing to happen for you? I'm going to have the conversation with the child, with my child, and ask them what is going to be best for you. But you know what, Dan? You know what? And this is key. You communicate with your kids. Yes. You talk to your girls. I talk to my daughter. Like, this is so underrated. Like, people, a lot of these adults, so or so-called adults, don't talk to their children. Or made the situation so bad that their children can't even talk to them my, or open up to them in my that wife way. Has, my wife has these conversations, some types of conversations like these with my oldest child already. Right. You know, she's taught my oldest child about her period, about developing, about all of that before she started it. Because like you just said, it is super important to have these pieces of dialogue with our children. You can't wait to have it or, or wait for it to happen. You need to start early. Right. As, as long as they understand and comprehend what you're saying, and that's the key word right there, comprehend what you're saying, then you can have those conversations and build a better person as an adult. And the other key word is early. Because right. in America, once again, we're thinking Bible thumping. We're thinking abstain until you're married. They're, well, no, they're thinking abstain until you're married and all of that nonsense. They're thinking that. But in the real world, if you quote unquote want to say in the hood where they assume that black folks and Hispanics and Latinos are just out fucking wild for the night at any old age, which isn't really happening that way, where they assume, quote unquote, welfare queens and all that stuff are the ones going to, uh, to get the abortions. What they assume when they're not going to look at the numbers that it's their own people doing this shit. But they also assume that kids aren't going to get this stuff at a young age. A kid can learn anything at a young age. Listen, <laughs> like, the shit, the shit they talk about on the school bus, you would blow your mind, bro. And we were all there. We were but, all Yo, shit, for instance, real quick, before your butt, pause, but yeah. before your butt, let's think about how most of these people probably came up in private and Catholic schools. Let's think about how many of them came up in all boys schools, right? To where we know, for the most part, most Catholic school kids, most bo all boys school kids that are separated from the opposite sex, as soon as they get together, what's the first thing they want to try to do? But yet, do they learn much about that? No. They tend to wait. Now, I had sex education in school, in elementary school. I believe it didn't start till the third grade. And I personally think that we need to start teaching from younger. So kids 
know their anatomy from younger better. Like my like shout out to my cousin Shake again. His man Low said it on the end of regulation podcast about two or three episodes ago. Kids need to learn about their quote unquote no no spots at a younger age. Yes, they need to learn about this stuff at a younger age. And here's where I was going with this. There's too much responsibility put on the teacher to tell these kids what the adult or the parent is supposed to be teaching them. They're not going to school for life lessons. They're not going to school to learn all these intimate conversations. You are not paying a teacher for this type of work. This needs to be done in-house by a parent or, or a guardian or somebody they trust that they hold in high regard. But we leave this all falling back on the education system and it's failing. And then you want to blame the teachers for, this is a whole nother issue on top of that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to go down a rabbit hole in this, but this is a whole nother issue. You, you're wanting somebody else to teach your kid something that you should be teaching your kid first and foremost. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, man. It, it's, it's real like that. Like, it should be in the home first. It should be in the home first. And your I kid totally shouldn't agree. be picking it up from another kid out in the street or from uh, overheard conversation or a guidance counselor or a school counselor. They shouldn't be learning it from this. They should be learning this from you because you're their parent. This is the person that they see every day on a daily basis and deal yep. with the most intimately. Yep. So it 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 more converse and see, but again, when you think about the parenting level of this thing, that's where the issue sets in because you have the parents that are just, oh no, I don't want to talk about that. No, it's Jimmy, taboo. No, yeah, ew, don't touch. It's taboo. Ugh, no, like not. This is where progressive parenting needs to come into play. Even if you're a conservative parent, you want to be a conservative parent. It's it's just like how I know I've spoke about on this show before. I was a kid that I I took no as the answer, but I ultimately grew up to be no is not good enough. Explain no. to me why. Talk right. to me about why. I need to learn why. You know, not just don't do it just because I'm telling you. Don't know. Don't that that doesn't, doesn't work. work anymore. That doesn't it's, work. Especially with these little badass kids now that just talk back to any old person listen, any kind of way. Listen, you want your kid finding out shit. I mean. They got everything in their palm of their hand. Internet is undefeated. The internet is undefeated. You wanted your kid to find out all the wrong ways to find out information? Well, there you have it. Exactly. You want to know why they out there wilding out doing crazy shit? Because they seen it somewhere. They seen it on a YouTube post. They seen it on a TikTok. Some shit that caught viral. And then you want to, you want to understand where it's getting from? Because you didn't step in and regulate this shit when you needed to. You didn't monitor what they were watching. You didn't take the time and effort to control the narrative. And that's the bottom line. You didn't take time to control the narrative for the path once you put you down. So now your child's out there wilding out crazy, doing whatever the fuck they think is normal. And it, and then and then the answer is I don't know why I I don't understand it I don't know where he got it from. We never taught him that. It's literally what did you teach your child? You didn't teach your child shit. Other than no, no, because I said so. No, because I no, said so. No, you did. So. You taught your child good. to find the shit out for himself. That's what you Pretty, taught him. Pretty much. And that was the fucked up way of doing it. That was the most fucked up way of doing it. 
pretty much. That's what you taught your child. And like something you said before to, to kind of lead and to wrap this up, because this was, I, I, I knew we was going to get aggressive. We have, we, again, I personally feel whether y'all see it or not. I personally feel us as fathers of daughters, we have the total right to get aggressive about something like this, because I don't believe the government should be able to tell my child what to do with their body. You know what I'm saying? Like just example, say for instance, my daughter does decide to go to school in one of these funky ass states, which my daughter did say she wants to go to college. So say she goes away to one of these funky ass states. Don't go to BYU. Go to BYU in Utah. Forget that. that. Somebody (laughs) tried to make my child their third wife and shit. But, uh, (laughs) But, you know, and accidents happen. Slip up, things happen. You know what I'm saying? What if my child has a path that she wants to to take that a child this that early isn't involved? I I want her to have whatever option she chooses. You want her to have the best opportunities available to her at any time, bro. A hundred percent. No matter and what I, it is. And I and I believe you want the same for your child. Absolutely. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So if 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 it comes down to something like that, and like you said, accidents happen, you know, you got caught up in a moment, what have you? We've all been there. We've all been there. We've all I had a close call or or been down there like, whoo, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. You can't tell me nobody's not been down that I just, path. I described mine to the public just now. So, you know, it... it if if you really want to be proactive and and take a hold, not only of your child, other people's kids, like you said, it could be anything, incest, rape, molestation, all this shit. It covers every. It's a very broad spectrum. It's a very broad spectrum. You can't rein it in and just use it as one universal thing. It's not universal. Each person, each individual is different. It's an individual case by case situation every single fucking time period period and whatever that person's reason is is that person's reason it's not my business it's not your business it's not the government's business it's not anybody's business but her and the person she's dealing with period that's That's it it. that's it that's it and and the the ability of because you can't afford it shouldn't be a thing shouldn't exist it it it, it, just like the healthcare system the ability that and these are the same people who would rather pay for private because they might be able to afford it but the people who can't afford it oh well good luck you should have made better choices that's not the answer that's the simple ass answer well you should have made better choices but I said said before, accidents happen. You yeah. can walk down. I can walk down the steps right now, break my ankle. You're gonna tell me, well, I should have walked down the steps sideways. I should have went backwards. You should have made better steps, Dan. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You gotta blame the steps. It's not you. It's the steps. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No, I know. They, I, they, I, they're I, all I, gonna. They 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 always gonna find an excuse, and where where it fits it. The whole shit. We use this shit every fucking every fucking podcast. Moving of the goalposts. That's all it is. Yep. We use this term 
so much is ad nauseum at this point. Moving yep. the goalposts to make the narrative fit what you want to hear. And, and, and that's exactly it. Doing. Yep. That's it. But one of the things we mentioned, because we talked about education, we talked about the each one teach one aspect of this shit. This is also too, like I said, even... Even though, yeah, we, especially New York City area kids, we all got sex education in class unless your parent chose to opt you out of it. Hence why we said you better teach them better at home. But Word. it's just another flaw to the educational system. Just like this video that I'm going to close the show out with. Dan, real quick. The kid who got left out always found out what the fuck everybody was talking about because he, he was in the class later. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Fact. It was it was mom. They, yo, they told me about this. All it right, was just put so me in on the details. We'll, Don't give we'll me the... put you in the, we'll put you in sex education in the fifth grade, but third grade, not right now. But you want proof that the educational system is failing us. I don't know where this thing came from. I stitched myself on it, but listen to this dude. Emmett Till to Google me first. Well, tell Emmett Till to Google me first. Did he really say that? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why other countries laugh at Americans and think we're stupid. Well, tell Emmett Till to Google me first. I let it play again so you could hear what he said. Yo. I, I, didn't, I didn't dig back to find the context in that. On why he said that, but he was like Emmett Till, Emmett Till, and he said, "Tell Emmett Till to Google me first. Like I said on that video, it's people like that that uh, it's people like that it to takes, why other countries laugh at us. It truly takes a village, and that boy needs help, bro. I'm yeah. done. I'm I done, bro. To, I wanted to real quick. Yeah, we're done. But I, I did want to read Ed's comments, and I apologize for going long. Two things with this reverse raid reversal of reversal, of course. If they are willing to roll back Roe versus Wade, what is what is top stop these folks? What is he probably meant to say? What is to stop these folks from taking away my right to vote as a first generation American who came from parents who were originally here illegally? Mm -hmm. Trump threw that possibly possibility in the ether. Number two, roll back voting rights ruled on by previous SCOUTS. SCOTUS judges, Supreme Court of Justice. There you go. Uh, judges on voting on voting rights of African Americans and women. That is the slippery slope pre precedent set by rolling back women's reproductive rights. Also, this Rovers raid reversal has made more abortions more made more made abortions are privileged rich right. The women most impacted are <clears throat> excuse me are poor women the ones that can't afford to leave the state to travel to Los Angeles and New York City for a personal medical procedure. Fast. And that's exactly what it is. He says this notion of, well, they can leave the state. It's is such a privileged mentality. The average person can't pick up and just leave for the procedure, find a place to recover, find affordable Medicare for the procedure, make the appointment, etc. It's such a disingenuous talking point coming from men mostly. Not us men, but them men. I yep. say that <clears throat> shows a lack of understanding the medical issue that women have to think about on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't have been said better than he added in. Donald Trump smashed escorts, raw dog. He paid for a procedure of five. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely, man. But yeah, TJ, I mean, I, I think we kind of justified why us as parents of of, of daughters should yes. be pissed off with this. Yes, silently and wholeheartedly. For real. For real. This is fucked up. This is, but now the judge situation, you know, we don't have no say so as an American people in that. I nope. think first, I personally think that forever position is a problem. I think that that should change at, at minimum every decade. Well, this was leaked for a reason. 100%. This, was leaked, this was leaked for a reason, bro. And they were trying to slide this shit through on some sneak shit. And now it's out there on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? For everybody to see. Yep. But and heads are rolling for that shit. But the problem within that is we as a people have no say so in their decision. Yeah, we, we have no power in that. Right. But where we do have the say so, once again, people, whether you believe in voting or not, I can be 50 50 on it sometimes. This is where the importance of paying attention to who's locally, paying attention to who's in your state government to represent what your thoughts are, to represent what your ideals are. Now, we know the fuckery behind that. You can't trust these politicians. We just had a politician in New York get a get stepped down as the lieutenant governor because the motherfucker was stealing campaign funds, yet he was, quote-unquote, a left-leaning guy, Democrat guy. You can't trust these motherfuckers, but you got to put in the work on your own to educate yourself to who you are putting in office to stop these type of things from happening in your state. Local and midterm elections count. Period. Yeah. It's just a matter of do you choose to believe in the in the process or not. But understand that when the process is all said and done, unless you happen to be a certified more who's a sovereign citizen, you my friend are unfortunately subjected to the laws of the unfortunate land that the we laws live in. Of the land. Yes, sir. With that being said, TJ, this was excellent. This was dope. The fire that you let out today was warranted. <laughs> let them know what the you know, let them know what the deal is. Yo, like I said, hit hit the um barcode up there, QR code, find us on all streaming places where you can stream podcasts, hit the link tree. Shout out to everyone in the comments, shout out to Dan, shout out to your cousin Shake getting on for a few minutes here and sharing uh, you know, his podcast and his story. Really appreciate it. Yo, this was dope. We're going to have continue to have more conversations like this. Wish we could get a female perspective on it and, and how they... Ladies, yeah. step up. Yeah. Ladies, step up. We, we we love you on here. We love everybody. We try to get everybody and anybody on here at all times. It's an open door invitation. Exactly. Just hit me up. Hit Dan up. Hit Jamal up. Hit John Qatar. Hit anybody up. We'll, we'll send the link. We'll send the yeah. link. Mm-hmm. And once again, too, even if it's perspectives that we may not agree with, we're not afraid to have said conversations. We're not going to be a cell of like-mindedness. We've mentioned this weekly on this show, damn near. We love alternate perspectives. We love to have other people. Because we just don't see it. it. We don't see it. It would have been dope to have had somebody who was for all of this. To have the argument back and forth, would we have ended at a solution of agreement? Probably not. But guess what? 
it also educates us in further understanding that other side's thinking. Train of thought. That's all. And it's a part of when y'all say, when people say, we need to have the conversation. You actually have to be open to having a conversation. You can't go into conversations closed-minded where it's my way or the highway. Well, you can't. Yeah. You can't go into the conversation with all everybody already agreeing on the same shit. Then it's, it's not a there's, conversation. There's no it's, conversation. You're it's a party jerking. and shit. Yeah. You're fucking circle jerking, and yeah. that don't get you nowhere other than a rally. Yeah, we can go, <laughs> we can go with teaching torches because we all believe the same shit. Burn right. this motherfucker down. January right. 6th, that's what happened. But I digress. Hit that QR code. Follow on the TikToks. I am well, we are. I always say we, even though I'm the one, the main creator on it. But we are we are 94 people away from hitting that thousand mark. Ooh, so I can, let's go. So I can start doing some more pre-show talks about what our upcoming topics are on the TikTok platform. Yo, TJ, the fucking numbers jumped from 630 like last weekend to the 906 today. That's dope. All because of about two or three videos. That's dope. So we're trying to get up there so we can increase the viewership through TikTok to bring more people over here. With that being said, please go follow. We'll see you next week. Back on Sunday. Peace. Peace.